<laughs> Welcome everybody to another live post or pregame edition. Did you just mumble what I think you mumbled? Talk. I think post almost. Oh, no, post no. Game. I thought you mumbled something on your breath. No, uh, anyway. No, no, no. no, but welcome everyone to another live pregame edition to 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell. And of course, we are here to get you ready for this weekend's matchup against the LA Rams who are coming yeah. into town. Uh, to try and to try and mess up with the, what the Ravens got going on right now, you know, Jimbo. I just saw the Ravens playoff odds, or I'm sorry, uh, their their odds to get the first seed are up to thirty seven percent to be the number one seed in the AFC. So that is pretty freaking awesome. But uh, how you doing tonight, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mentioned before the family is sick once again, but luckily my cough has seemed to uh, go down dramatically. So uh, yeah. Doing good. Just hoping that Henry and, and Tanya get through it. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Absolutely. Ready for this weekend. <laughs> Can't wait to see how the Ravens continue yeah, to prove themselves as uh, people. Look, people are saying, yeah, yeah, they got the best chances. But look at that <laughs> schedule, Jimbo. Nah, they say, bring it on. It's too much. They say that, that the other schedules are just far easier. And those easier paths will send teams like Miami a, a better route. But we're going to find out this weekend yeah. what this Ravens team is is all about coming out of the bye week. Uh, and, yeah, we're excited to get into it. Um, yeah, we I don't guess even, as a sidebar, we don't even know if Miami's real yet, right? Yeah, they got to beat a winning team first. They beat them. I mean, yeah, they've it. lost to the Bills, right? Like, what's their best win? I mean, we could get into all that. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like. People shouldn't mm -hmm. be poo-pooing the Ravens for sure. I mean, no, yeah, no, they're ready. They're ready. But I think the place we should start is where we always start with the health of the team. The bubble and health guts. Of the, the old yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not every year, you know, every, hey, but look, as long as it's not going to cause any, any missed games and hopefully yeah. not too many missed practices, although it did cost one. Hey, let me tell you a quick story. All right. Tell me about it. All right. So my father-in-law and I, years ago used to work actually together um and uh we traveled for work and we were working in texas and i mm -hmm. had the company card so i was like you know what well every, first of all we were living in a hotel for a week because we were traveling and so every meal obviously was fast food right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. back on that day i was on the two mcdoubles large fry and a large powerade tip it was like five dollars and 60 cents or something like that can't beat yeah, it yeah, yeah no but so one night though i was like let's splurge so no stomach problems all time one night we decided to go to red lobster one night uh-oh right? dude he gets the the shrimp alfredo uh-oh the walls were a shaking we got back to the hotel <laughs> poor guy was toe up and let me oh, tell you what no. it's actually his birthday today. shout out to my father-in-law 64 yeah. years old today but my point is that Lamar, you got to stay out of the Red Lobster, bro. Yeah, stay off the seafood. Yeah, the when dairy, it's not, whatever's when it's, happening. When it's a chain. Dude. You know, you got to go. If you're going to get seafood, you got to go to a reputable Fresh. location. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Because, man, it's a shame. This illness uh, is coming running through the team right now. Mm -hmm. Of course, it started with uh, Rashad Bateman missing Wednesday's practice with the same illness, as you can see there. Uh, and then Lamar Jackson ended up missing practice on Thursday. So it's definitely something going around. Good news is it's not going to cause anyone to go in any quarantines or miss yep. any extended time. Yep. So uh, here, here's what I like to see here, Jimbo. I do I do see some limited sessions, some DNPs <laughs> early in the week. But if you look at the Friday walkthrough, Rashad Bateman was there. Yep. Uh, Odell Beckham, while not there, it's expected that's completely due to rest. He's a captain this weekend. He's playing against his old team. Yep. He's going to play. 
Malik Harrison, full participant. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, limited participant. Malik Ham, full participant. Marlon Humphrey, who's That's expected to be back. One. Absolutely. With that two-headed monster receiver that we're going to have to deal with, it's big to get him back. Meta BK is back from his concussion. Looks like he's ready to go. Same can be said for Trenton Williams. And then Pepe, full participant. Looks like uh, he's going to be out there as well. So, I mean, everyone's out there outside yeah. of the, the year-long misses, you know, the Mark Andrews and, and Dobbins, of course. Everyone else, man, they're healthy, Jimbo. Yeah, and one other note, of course, the guy that's not on here, I think has been on almost every week this year, but Ronnie Stanley is not even on the list, Crazy. which is great. And I did see a note that he generally doesn't practice on Fridays, but he was out there today. Yeah, that's got to uh, be a good sign, right? Yeah, it's got to gotta be a good sign. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and – and uh and, and happy about that. I'll, I'll get into that more with my keys to the game. But you're right. I mean, overall, as far as a bill of health and what you can reasonably ex expect from this team in a week 14, we don't have too much to complain about. No, no, absolutely not. Of course, not perfect. No team is. <laughs> right. um, when you look on their side, you know, Aaron Donald had a rest day. He's going to play. Yeah. I think the biggest one here, when you look, because it looks like Puka Nakua, their stud rookie, who mm -hmm. left last week's game, did return to that game with a shoulder as a, AC joint sprain in his shoulder. He's going to play. But the big one here that they might be without, Tyler Higby, yeah. their, their, their tight end, their red zone threat, he's uh, very unlikely to play. They list him as doubtful. He did not participate in practice at all this week. Yeah. So I think the likelihood is very, very low. I have, he hasn't been ruled out as far as I know. But uh, I think it'd be shocking to see Tyler Higby out there. So that's going to limit them from the passing game in the red zone because they count on that big body because the rest of their guys really aren't big body guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer for him. Obviously, I'm happy to play him when they're when they're fully healthy as well. But uh, like you said, I mean, at this point in the season, no one's 100, percent and they're gonna have to roll out there with the guys we got and see what's going on. Um, so yeah, I think the other thing too, actually. Uh, Oh, Bob Pierney mentioned in the chat, I wanted to talk about this, is that outside of health, usually we kind of get into the matchups, offensive and defensive, but we got to talk about the weather too, right? Because Oof. these guys are, I think it's interesting, one, that they're flying west to east and the NFL didn't even give them a 425 game. Yep. Now, no complaints for me, no. but I was a little surprised by that because yeah. usually they'll try and like, you know, negotiate, meet you halfway, uh, yep. but they didn't do that. So it's an early game. And what do we know about the weather so far, Glenn? Yeah, what I'm seeing here, uh, a chance of showers, then rain, and possibly a thunderstorm after 8 a.m. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the good news. It's supposed to be pretty warm. The high is near 60, mid-60s uh, mm -hmm. is the high. Uh, and the wind isn't crazy with gusts up to 16 miles. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, actually, gusts up to 30 miles an hour. Yeah. So that could get dicey. But here's the big one. Chance of pre precipitation, Jimbo, 100%. Yeah, it's it's going to be raining all game long, mm -hmm. and 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 the bulk of it is going to be happening between uh, right right prime time of the game. Like it's going to be absolutely pouring. And Jimbo, that's I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not going to spoil my key to the game terribly. I don't think by saying this, but that's certainly going to be an emphasis in this game because weather can weather has a funny way of making an uneven matchup even. And it can take an even matchup and make it whole whole lopsided, depending on where the ball bounces and how that, mm -hmm. that you know the, the weather impacts things. Yeah, and I know everyone's uh, or not everyone, but a few people have said in the chat, like you know we got to double down the run game. The one thing I want to mention is that at least also for us defensively, not there's been a ton of weak spots, but it's also worth considering that like we've also had our moments where we struggled against the run, 
yeah. as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see how both teams play this weather, what their strategies are, how many guys are throwing new cleats out there. And yeah, and uh, but it is. Well, how do you think it affects the fans, Jimbo, before we get to a couple of super, yeah, yeah. super chats here? How does it affect the fans? Because, look, we were at that game with the Steelers where it was cold. It was yeah. raining and it was windy. And, and like the, it was like the eternal mist. Remember, it wasn't like, like it was like a yep. constant. Just annoying yes. spitter spatter in your soaked, eyes. And you're soaked, but you look straight forward. And it looks like it's not even rain. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like Your chair is soaked as soon uh, as you stand up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, I think that the fans just got to embrace it. Yeah. And love it for what it is, right? Strength. Because this is this is your opportunity to take even more advantage of the fact that they're coming out here. They're playing in, in East Coast weather. And we're East Coast fans. Like, you know, show up and yep. show out. That's the way I see it. Like, dude, you better believe Real Fan Dan's going to be out there slinging his shirt off, you know, out there spelling Ravens and, uh, and still having a good time. So, I don't know. I mean, I say get after it. Yeah. Well, sure. well, you Glenn, you got the poncho in the back in the trunk, right? Dude, the poncho is ready to go. The poncho that I've never worn uh ever. But Wait, yeah. I don't know if people know that story. No, no, it's it's there, it's ready to go. Um, but it's I've never actually Dude, you remember my brother's rain suit that Dude, game? He was perfectly fine. <laughs> Just had no problems, completely dry. I don't know what that thing bottom. was. Dude, it was clutch is what it was. My denim was completely soaked through. Uh, let's get to a couple super chats. Doomgoy says, how satisfying was Watt taking that flying knee? Yeah, I mean, just in general. Anytime I see a, a guy who, who dishes it out, I love to see him if he yeah. can take it. And that guy is running around punching people left and right. Yeah. So, yeah. And tell JJ to stop whining out of these immediate I know, members. No, dude. Like, Shut up. Your brother's guy... a bully on the football field, dude. Guy, I mean, look, I like JJ Watt, but it's yeah, he's like, great. He thinks his like opinion is, I don't know, so yeah, valuable now. Um, but yeah, I wasn't mad about that, and I really wasn't mad. How bad do you have to be to make Bailey Zappy look good? Like, good. Bad. dude, like they are so bad. The Patriots are so bad, and yet they went into into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. You gotta love yeah, to but see it. Oh, absolutely. What do you think Mac Jones is doing there sitting on the side? What is he thinking? He's going, get me out of here. He's going to be like blinking like, Morse code in his next presser. Get me like out of here. Dude, he Dude is he? There. I mean, he's got to be thinking, man, I'm really bad at football. Well, he's got to be thinking, these guys are miserable to be around. I don't want to be here. And if I was in a better atmosphere for learning, then I'd probably be a whole lot better. But, I yeah. mean, look, his confidence has got to be somewhere around the same spot that Zach Wilson's is. Yeah. Uh, I, well, Zach is delusional. I, I, right now, it seems like he's uh, hesitant to play. I he's know. scared. So maybe he's not so delusional. Maybe he knows. Like, look, did you see what I was doing out there before, Coach? You want me out there? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah, thanks to the Pats. Appreciate you. And then yeah, Don C says... Out. That weather Sunday is going to be as ugly as the end of two great franchises Thursday night slobber doctor football game. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh man, it's crazy weird to one. think the Patriots and the Steelers, as good as they've been for how many decades, and they are both. I mean, right now, if you look at the standings, it's like, what are you talking about? The Steelers are right there, no, but we all know not. it's a straw man. Yeah, we all know that they are real. a mess. And and look, I think uh, they're all fighting for for Caleb Williams, and I guess whenever uh, Sanders 
decides he's going to make himself eligible for the draft. Yeah. Uh, Deion Sun will certainly be a top pick. Yeah. But who's the other kid? Drake May. Drake May. Yeah. Yeah. He's the other one. Him and uh, Caleb Williams are both top two picks. But um, mm. yeah, it's crazy to see how far they've fallen. Shout yeah, to John wow. C. Appreciate your participation yeah. in the chat. But yeah, let's get into. Uh, Let's start previewing these teams, yeah, let's Jimbo. Do it, man. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. And certainly this is important because, we, look, any of us know that they're one, they're an NFC team, two, they're out west, so we don't get to see them as much. So what we'll do is we'll run through, you know, their defense against our offense, give you some keys, give you some uh, breakout players, uh, and and all the above. But I want to start with, that. I'm, I'm guessing you probably got some stats up in front of you because we've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to start, you know, from a defensive perspective, just a couple players to watch. Uh, I think it all ends, starts and ends with Aaron Donald, right? Like he yep. is the sun in the solar system of this defense, right? Yeah. John said he's the best to ever do it in his position that John Harbaugh said that. Yeah. And he might be the best defensive player. You know I mean? He's not already in that conversation yeah. of all time, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you won't catch me picking him over. Two guys that were here in Baltimore, but that's just because I'm, you know I'm, I'm a Ravens fan. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, I think look, let's just call it the leadership, Jimbo, <laughs> that yeah. Ray brings. Oh, and yeah. Ed and Ed. Yeah, but anyway, look, we're not here to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what I'm saying is that it, it really starts and ends with with him, um, and that's got to be their number one focus from an offensive perspective on the Ravens. How do they go about stopping this guy uh, and limiting his impact on the game because he can impact it in so many ways. Oh, he certainly can, and and he also. Not only can he impact it, but just his presence allows, you know, the job of everyone else to be yep. so much easier. You know, there's no shock. You know, Kobe Turner, the other D tackle on their team, he's got five and a half sacks. Do you think do you think Aaron Donald has helped mm. at all in, in him getting those five and a half? Of course he has. And, right. and so, yeah, it, it starts with him. He's not the same young Aaron Donald as he once was. So some of those effort plays. Uh, not that his effort isn't there, but, you know, he would I mean, he'd win in every way possible. He'd win quick. He'd win late with effort. He went in every wood with strength, with speed. He wins everywhere. But what's interesting about him, Jimbo, it has me a little concerned is uh, mm-hmm. when in passing or in running downs, they, they will traditionally have him inside, inside the tackles, uh, lined up over a guard or, you know, in between the guard and center. But on passing downs, he's going to be out on them tackles, bruh. And he's going to be bull rushing. And it got me a little nervous. I love seeing the removal of injury mm-hmm. designation for Ronnie Stanley, but. I mean, he's struggling against bull rushes against guys that aren't Aaron Donald. So what's your concern concern level that they can handle this guy? Yeah, we kind of touched on this with uh, Cole at the end of his uh, time with us on Tuesday. Yeah, that concerns me big time because you think about all the things bad that have been happening recently in the NFL. Specifically, I think of the Trevor Lawrence, right? Like, I get really nervous about Ronnie not being able to anchor, getting pushed back. Lamar, look, all I know is that Lamar's got to be like, you know, eagle eyeing it over there because, and and I don't know how much that helps to not have that confidence, of course. But yeah, that makes me really nervous. I'm worried about him on the outside more than on the inside. Look, that being said, Linderbaum's had his struggles against extremely strong guys, but Aaron's a little different in that, like, he's not just a huge load, right? Yeah. Like, um, Athletic. anybody's, yeah, anybody's going to struggle against Aaron Donald, but I think. <laughs> Uh, on the inside, uh, Linderbaum struggles against massive humans. No, right? you're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and Aaron's certainly not that. But yeah, Aaron's I worry not about the that. type to just sit. He could, but he's not the type to just sit there and eat up two blockers. He's yeah, gonna try no. and jump around them. He's gonna try and get between them. 
So I think you're right. I think I think Linderbaum's not the worst matchup for Aaron yeah. Donald. No, I I agree. But yeah, I, I do worry about the outside. I mean, Morgan yeah. Morgan is not the most powerful guy either. But certainly oh, Ronnie's yeah. injury. Um, I'm a little. But nervous. they you know that neither one have big big legs and a big old ass on them. No. Not neither one. No. Uh, so yeah, it, it's gonna definitely need some help in certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. and then Yo, before get I get Pat into Ricard out there, dude. Oh, yeah, he's going to be needed. And then before I get into some of their numbers and where they rank yeah. amongst the, the others in the league, Adit says, Glenn, thoughts on David Rubenstein in, in talks of buying the O's. He would be the fourth richest owner in Major League Baseball. Well, I know nothing about this. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's just some pre preliminary talks. Uh, apparently, things are maybe moving in a certain direction. I'll tell you this, Adit, I would be thrilled if there's a guarantee that the Orioles never leave Baltimore. As long as they are never, ever going to leave Baltimore. Yeah, I'd love to have a, a, an owner who's amongst some of the richest. I'd root for because, the Orioles hardcore again if they had new owners. Yeah, let, let's be honest. It, it, it comes down to, at some points, who has the deepest pockets. And uh, so, yeah, it'd be nice to match up what we have going from a, a, an ability to draft and then um, develop players. Mix that with rich owner. Woo! Mm -hmm. You're talking uh, some, some serious. Um, Should I know who this guy is? Well, it's pretty early on, but, no, but like, he's just a rich guy trying to oh, buy the okay. O's. So. All right, I wasn't sure if he was already in the circuit. You know what I mean? Not that I'm aware of. Adit may know mo more, but <clears throat> I, I'm not aware of any uh, anything else. And Kieran says, what's up, guys? Made it to a live. Got a new job, so not working nights or weekends anymore. Super excited nice. for this game and want a big OBJ game. Yeah, I mean, Jimbo, just from a, a, quick, a quick take on that last point, do you yeah. expect typically when guys play against their former team, they they try and get that guy involved. Do you expect mm -hmm. OBJ to be one of those guys? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think we've been talking about this as well. He's kind of been thrust into this role anyway, where he's going to have to take on more because of Mark. And I think that that is a, a huge solution to that to that problem. Right? Is OBJ's got to get the ball more. He's got to be more of an he's got to be more of a, an impact player, higher volume guy. It doesn't need to be crazy, but it certainly needs to increase. And I think this game, yeah, trends in that direction. So if if you're if you're playing daily fantasy, I think that once again, OBJ's there's a lot of value. He hasn't the most expensive he's been this year in a sixty thousand dollar payroll is fifty five hundred. So look, it's he's under six value, grand bro. in a lot of them. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that this is a big game for him because he's playing against the old team, but also he's gonna have to pick up some slack here with with the whole Mark situation. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I think if he's healthy, let's hope the bye week did his body some good. I think he certainly can. He's shown he still has it if he can stay out there. Um, all right, let me mm -hmm. get into some numbers for you. Let's we'll start. Uh, let's see here. We'll start with the defensive side of the ball. Uh, let's see. Uh, they rank 15th in the league in, in points surrendered. They give up 21.1 points per game on average. In yards, they're 16th. They give up 331. Let's see. Third down conversions, they're 20th. They give up third down conversions of 40% which isn't great. Mm -mm. Bottom third of the league. Uh, rushing yards per game. Let's see. Uh, 111. They're 16th. So middle of the pack. A lot of middle of the pack numbers. 15th, 16th, 20th, 16th. Uh, opponents yards passing per game. 16th, 219. I mean, they're just middle of the pack. They're at, at everything. But what that tells you, they're not bad at anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm certain that, uh, you know, in, in spurts, they can be, they can be, you know, better than that. So, this isn't a team that's bad against the run. The run, they're not bad against the pass. They average turning you over at a clip of one a game, so they they'll take the ball away. 
just a, a solid defense with some with some star power, specifically up front with Aaron Donald. Yeah, I, the only thing I'll say that gets me excited is usually average defenses don't they don't you know I mean they they uh, don't do well here. So I'm What's excited. That? I'm uh, average defenses usually. Oh, right. yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't look at the teams that we've played against that are above average. Look what we did to Seattle. Look what we did to 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 Detroit. I mean. I'm I'm excited about the prospect of playing against an average defense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but let me tell you what, Glenn. This game uh, is going to be. Oh, I see what you did there, Glenn, with your breakout player. I like what that, happened, bro. What, what do you mean, that? bro? What do you mean, brother? Oh, I love it. No, it's good though. That's no, smart. but honestly, I think both who I had on there before and who I just changed it to have a chance to be. Breakout yeah, well, I'm, I'm going old school, all right? I just I just want to say that uh, before I give my breakout player, as much as we've been talking about uh, other people on the offense and, and this defense, I think it's really going to come down to the execution in the run game, certainly with the weather, and who can do it better offensively. I think the Ravens can do it better. I think they have a, uh, a, a team commitment to the run game. Uh, and so with that being said, it is going to be a big dose of Gus Edwards. He's going to be... Stopping at every stop, the wheels on the bus are going to be going round and round and round. And let me tell you what, you know what the wipers are going to be doing, Glenn? What's that? Slish, 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 slish. Oh it's going to be raining, God. baby. Oh, my that's right. God. I have a two-year-old. What can I say? But uh, <laughs> look, Gus Edwards is my breakout player of the game. I'm going 80 plus two tutties for Gus oh. Edwards. Yeah, 80 I, I- plus. Okay, I, I I have no problem with the two uh, two tutties eighty plus. I would love that. Plus. Yep. And before I get into my keys and and player of the game, let's see what John has to say. He says I'm yep. going to my first game nice. ever. Congratulations, John. That's awesome. So hype. I'm in section one thirty, row nine. Any advice or things I should know? I'm going to try so hard for Lamar to sign my jersey. Well, I'll say this: when it comes to signing your jersey, it, it helps to bring a child because <laughs> typically he signs for kids, and the kids get the front row. Uh, but if, if, you know, Hey, you might get lucky. You never know. You never know. But as far as any other advice, I would say dress warmer than you think, because mm-hmm. the concrete you're standing on is going to suck the heat right out of you. And it's going to be rainy and windy and you're not moving. You're standing still. So I would say this. And also Jimmy, I think we learned this the hard way. It, it even, even if you have like a, a rain jacket, if your pants aren't weather rain, yeah, uh, rainproof, just as bad. It's just as bad. So uh, get something that protects the legs as well as the upper body. For yeah, sure. and the only thing I'll say is be strategic with the peas, bro. Be the strategic peas? with the pee. Look, when you got a piss, be oh, strategic yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And run. It is worth it. Like, I'm telling you, as soon as you know they're going to punt, as soon as. Yeah, it's tough, bro. Out of there. You get up and you get out of there because that line will go out to the gate. Yeah, if you're so, drinking, John, oof. Yeah. It's tough. You know, them, yeah. that, that that beer will do you. I man. hate missing plays because I'm like, look, you know I'm cheap, Glenn. I'm like, dang it. I'm paying for this I game. I see everything. I'm not going to watch it on a TV. Yeah. You know, so yeah. be strategic, my Consider man. Consider drinking liquor if you're going to drink. You do, you, do you pee less with liquor? Oh, yeah. Beer makes you. It's unbelievable, dude. It's like as soon as you get back to the seat from peeing. You just got to pee again. You got to pee again. This is so ridiculous. But that's so awesome, John. Dress yeah, warm. Warmer than you think. Trust yeah. me. Yep. Warmer yeah, you you're not going to be too upset about being too warm. 
Now, and the big thing is the waterproof because when you stand up to cheer, your your chair is going to get wet from the rain. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have to deal with that. You need There's a poncho. No Glenn will meet you in the parking lot. He'll pop Dude, open the trunk. Your boys always got emergency ponchos. <laughs> I love it. You got uh, yeah, man. Enjoy it, John. All right, for my key to the game, and it's it, it's perfectly in in line here. It's it's don't let the weather ruin the game. It's got oh, me nice. nervous, Jimbo, because. Yeah, yeah. When the ball's wet, we've already had issues at the mesh point earlier in the season with a dry yep. football. So now you're adding water to the mix. It makes me nervous. Also, the passing game. I mean, you just never know when a ball can come out of the hand awkwardly. I'll just say this. Don't let don't let the weather dictate the game plan too much. Like, it's, of course, going to change some plays if it's rainy and windy out there. But don't let it completely hamstring you from an offensive standpoint. I think you have an advantage offensively when there's rain because you know where you're going. The defense doesn't know where you're going. They don't know where you're cutting. They have to react where you can prepare. I think you use that to your advantage. Guys like uh, OBJ who can run, you know, the route runner, uh, Zay Flowers, guys that can separate. Bateman's been separating at an all-time level. Use that to get open because you're going to need to on the outside because they're going to challenge. They're going to say, we know what they want to do. They want to use that number one rush attack that they have in the league to beat us up in a, in a muddy, wet game. So we're going to load the box, and we're going to say, okay, you have to throw it in this to beat us. So we're going to need OBJ and Bateman and Zay to beat those guys on the outside. But to me, it's it's all about the weather. Don't let the weather ruin your game. My breakout player, it's OBJ. I mean, look, mm -hmm. I put Keaton Mitchell originally, and I honestly think he's got a potential to go over 100 yards and pop a big run. But I also know that they're going to get OBJ the ball a lot. They're going to have a, a, a specific game plan around getting him the ball and specifically, I think, getting him a touchdown. So that's the reason he's my breakout player. He's going to have opportunities one-on-one. -on -one. They got some pretty good corners on the outside. Like, this isn't a, a team, like, middle of the pack, yeah, but middle of the pack's not too bad when you consider they're healthy. They weren't healthy for all of this this season. And now that they're healthy, that middle of the pack, it can – it's kind of skewed a little bit. I think they're better than that. So, uh, yeah, just don't let the weather weather ruin the game. And, uh, yeah, let's see what you got, OBJ. Show them what uh, you got. I like it. I like your key. I like your breakout player. And to add to that, um, you know, not letting the weather, weather ruin the game, my offensive key to the game is that the offensive lines to show up and dictate the outcome of this game. Like, obviously, they don't play defense, but this has got to be – Cole's been talking about we win and lose in the trenches. It's been that way all year. But this needs to be a staple game for this starting five offensive line moving forward. Because since the bye, it's been nothing but questions about Ronnie. You know, and and when you're asking about one guy, everyone knows that the offensive line is really just one position. They're like an they're like an amalgam, right? Like they're just like this amoeba of thing that just moves of you know, huge mm -hmm. humans in front of you because everyone is on a rope and they depend on one another. So I think this has to be a game where the offensive line sticks their flag in the ground and takes a step forward and shows people what they can do, certainly against a guy like Aaron Donald, who's going to get plenty of attention, and dominate. So um, that's my key to the game. Offensive line has to dominate in this game, and it, you know it's going to make a huge difference, not only in this game, but certainly in, in the future. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, <laughs> these guys are bringing it, Jimbo. Mm -hmm. They are going to be bringing it. They're going to be loading the box. Yeah, you just, you just gotta uh gotta be ready for. It. Let's see, Ernest mm -hmm. Jones. I think yeah, leads yeah. their team in tackles. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be ready for him. But I think this offense coming off a of bye week. Typically, John has this team prepared. I think they'll do 
really well. Well, let's switch switch things over to the other side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. John C has a comment. Oh, yeah, there you go. I was just getting ready to put that up, yeah, Um, because I think this is a good transition. Go ahead, my bad. Yeah, Don C's excited to see our secondary against these wide receivers of the Rams. Puka Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup, and, and Demarcus Robinson are going to challenge this team, and I think it's big time that they're getting Marlon Humphrey back because you're right, that two-headed monster. I, I'll tell you what's weird, Jimbo. I'm willing mm. to say it, and I – I think I think Cooper uh, Nakua. I think he's the bigger threat. Than okay. Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's injuries, at least for this year, have taken too big of a toll on him, mm-hmm. and, and I just don't think he's the same guy right now. So my my biggest thing is I want Marlon on on Puka Nakua. Hmm. I want Marlon on him, and then we can deal with uh, with Cooper with Brandon Stevens and company because wow. he's physical, man. He's a he's a young guy, but he is physical. He, they hand him the ball. They'll throw him the ball quick. They hit him for a deep one last week, a 70-yarder against uh, Cleveland. Did they play last week? I think it was mm-hmm. Cleveland yep. last week. Oh, uh, Joe Flacco. Puka Nakua is an absolute, like, it, it's insane what he's doing. Let me just give you some of, because uh, I know we're Yeah, the dude's out of this world. Yeah, we're transitioning already. And he's, he was on pace, yeah. like, to do things that no rookie has ever done in the history of the league, like. That's how good that guy was doing. He leads their team right now with 118 targets, 77 catches already on the season. Jimbo, he's over 1,000 already. He's got 1,029 yards. He's got four tutties. Mm. He's averaging 86 yards per game, whereas Cooper Cup, 54. So even when they're both healthy and playing, it's Nakua that's their guy and the guy you got to worry about, and he's kind of taken over the, the main guy role from Cooper Cup. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's just always hard to dismiss the old dog. You know what I mean? Like, not that he's old, but like he's been there for a while, right? Uh, yeah. it's 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 always difficult to do that, but it's hard to argue with your logic. Certainly for this year, uh, he's gonna be quite the matchup, and it'll be really interesting to see how uh, this secondary deals with the defense as a Where whole. Where he come from, bro? Where is he from? P- Puka Nakua, because he sounds like he's got uh. He's uh, what's that? Uh, he's Polynesian, Polynesian for sure. He's yeah. definitely Polynesian. Oh, he's a BYU guy, dude. Is you he? No, that's him. why I don't know anything about him because <laughs> I don't worry about. Yeah, so he's a poly. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's funny. He must not have been that good coming out of high school, or else he would have been at the U. Oh, here we um, go. Here certainly we as a poly. Go. Not very many polys want to play at BYU if they if they don't have to. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Taking shots. Fifth round draft pick. Working out pretty good for the Rams. Yeah. Let me give you some of their offensive yeah, numbers here and where they rank. Uh, let's see. Offensively. All right. In points, they're 13, 22 points per game. Yards, 13, 345 yards per game. Third down conversions, their 13th, 41% conversion rate. Let's see, yards per game on the ground, their 14th, 114. And on the, and through the air, uh, let's see, 231, their 15th. So a lot of middle-of-the-pack numbers once again. Uh, so they're not elite, but they're certainly in the upper half. I mean, they're 13th uh, or to 15th in most statistical categories. And it, what's interesting, it's it's not a it's a balanced team. It's a team that wants to run the yep. ball. It, it and certainly works the passing game off their run. But like Cole mentioned, they were more traditionally that Kyle Shanahan, you know, uh that zone scheme where they yep. were trying to get your your guys moving left to right, get smaller, more athletic offensive linemen, get those big boys up front moving left to right, and let the running back have an opportunity to cut back behind those guys while they're moving. 
they've kind of gotten away a little bit from that and gone more of a gap scheme. I think they found that, uh, and you got to give credit to to their coaching staff. They just, yeah. they discovered that look, maybe our personnel fits this better, and they leaned hard into that. Uh, but Jimbo, one guy that you really got to worry about, dude. You talk about young guys making an impact. Kyron Williams, yes, is an absolute terror. If you guys have not, I mean, anybody <laughs> who plays fantasy yeah. football, they know about Kyron Williams because yep. the guy is probably going to win someone their league. He averages 5.1 yards per carry so far. He's got 687 yards. He's already spent time on IR, and yet he has 687 yards, Jimbo. It's ridiculous. He's got seven touchdowns. And then receiving, not to be outdone, uh, he's got three touchdowns receiving and 190 yards through the air. No, the kid's a weapon. I mean, he is. he's the reason. Remember they had uh, – who they have as their running back to start oh, the Aker. year? Yeah, Cam Akers are ready yeah, to give him the reins. And they're like – See ya, yeah, Kyron Williams. I don't even know where Cam Akers. Oh, he hurt himself in in Minnesota, didn't he? Yeah, Achilles, I believe. He literally got the kid sent off to Minnesota. Yeah, no, he's a he's an absolute weapon. So that's why. And look, people can say whatever they want about Matt Stafford, his desire to continue to play, whatever. Duke can slang the rock. I mean, yep. Matthew Stafford makes me think of like. David and Goliath, dude. People don't know David, dude, with the slingshot was a sniper dude. from distance, bro. Let me tell you what, Matt Stafford is. Yeah, just sleep. I just imagine <laughs> Matt Stafford running through a field with a giant, like a hundred yards away. Sling, just getting some right between the eyes, you know. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is is a guy that can sling the rock. Somebody that we always gotta be worried about, and certainly, like you said, Glenn. I mean, with with uh, the weapons that he's got around him. They're a team that's getting hot right now. They've won three in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, Averaging 34 a game over that three-game stretch. And they're looking to make a push. They're looking to make San mm -hmm. Francisco gulp a little bit, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, so I, yep. I, this is certainly not a sleeper game by any stretch of the imagination. And, and the Ravens defense is going to have to be with it. One of the things, in fact, my key to the game defensively, Glenn, is really going to be about limiting yak. You talked about, uh, Puka, you, you know, obviously Cup, and then the running back they got. They really need to make sure that they, they're sure-handed with their tackles in this game um, because I don't think everything is going to be, you know, it's not going to be a Bengals-type attack where it's, you know, they rely heavily on this huge play down the field. They like to get Puka the ball in a million different ways, and same thing with Cup and intermediate stuff and things like that. So when these guys get their hands on the ball, we've got to limit their impact. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we've really, really got to limit Yak in this game. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, I uh, I think what could lead to helping that is making sure these guys got the right cleats on. And Don C, it says he's going to lose his mind if I see them slipping and sliding, putting on the seven stud cleats. Please, so tired of our guys looking like they're on ice skates. Yeah, let's hope that some of the home field advantage we have this weekend is also found in the knowing which equipment to be using because yeah. I, I better see the Ravens have the advantage there. Like yeah. they shouldn't know better about the fields that we play on than we do. So if anyone's slipping and I'm on Don Seaside, it better be the damn Rams slipping or both of us slipping. Not, not just us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to see Zay. And I swear it's, it's like Zay justice Hill Lamar all the time. Those three. Yeah. Every time, and I know those are probably like our best guys with the ball in their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. But right. still, get some cleats that can, uh, you know, can keep you upright. But also, Jimbo, what's interesting about this is, yeah, Lamar Jackson's not the biggest fan of cold weather, rainy yeah. weather. Of course, we all know that. But you know who else doesn't have a lot of exposure to uh, playing in cold weather here? Matt Stafford? 
Matt Stafford's played in a dome for most of his say, career. Because he was like, up in Detroit, yeah. And then everyone in the South, in the yeah. NFC South, plays in a dome. And then he would go, now he goes to L.A. He's playing under the bright lights, the beautiful weather in L.A. They play in San Francisco. So, yeah, they, they have to go up to Seattle, and that's not good. But when they go to Arizona, they're in a dome. So, not a lot of time. I think I had to go back. I think I read somewhere it's been since 2017 that Matt Stafford has played in a rainy game. So, you're wow. talking... This is not this is unfamiliar for Matt Stafford too and and I think he's going to be impacted by the rain. Excuse me, just as much as Lamar Jackson. So I, I I'm uh I'm not I'm not scared of old Stafford and his gunslinging tendencies when yeah, that yeah. weather is going to be the what, what it is. But to me my uh my key to the game defensively, let's see what did I put here? Oh, protect the edges both the run and pass. And the reason I say this is cuz they like to run to the edges. Mm-hmm. And in and in those games where we struggled against the run, we had issues containing the edge. And we had issues where guys would dive in, trying to do too much, trying to make a play. They give up the edge, and then all of a sudden we see a 25-yard game. But also, in the passing game, the Rams, when, they're, when they see that Matt Stafford's running for his life and their offensive line can't protect, which is what I expect this weekend because I think Clowney's going to be all over his ass. I think Van Noy's going to be all over his ass. Oway's going to be feeling better than he has in weeks because he's healthier. They are going to be all over him. I think they're going to boot this guy out. They're going to keep him moving. Try and keep the pocket moving. Don't just keep the pocket right where you're expecting it to be and let all those exotic blitzes come from different directions and all those, those uh, you know, those, uh, what's it called? Artificial pressures or simulated pressures. Simulated pressures, there you go. They're going to move them. So you got to guard the edges in both the run and the pass game. Watch out for the boots and all that. And then my breakout player, Jimbo, it's, it should have me on Clowney. He's going to come back well He's what, a half sack away from a double digits, something like that? Dude, he's going to have he's gonna have 14 by the time this year's all said and done, Jimbo. He's hey. not just getting double digits. He's getting well beyond 10, okay? Wow. He's going to be all over his ass. And don't be surprised if I'm wrong and it's not Clowney that it's Adafi Owe. I wouldn't be shocked if it's him either. That guy's been unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. No, no, I like that. I was just going to say, my uh, defensive player of the game is one arm Bob. I'm going Marcus Williams. And uh, I think he's getting interception. If you remember the last time that that uh, Matthew Stafford was in town, Chuck, mm-hmm. Clark, Chuck Clark broke out for two interceptions mm-hmm. in that game. Matthew Stafford has uh, the habit, the career-long habit, of putting the ball up for grabs. As much as he's great at throwing the football, he also doesn't mind taking risks. Um, as I'm pretty sure he just sees it as kind of part of the game. Uh, so I think that uh, I was I initially thought Gino, he keeps the train going, things like that. But I wanted to pick something a little more unlikely, it, only because Marcus always finds himself in the right place, mm-hmm. but only slaps at the ball apparently these days. But I'm I'm, I'm just feeling he's going to get a stroke of inspiration and. You know, or or the ball's just gonna be—he's gonna be so well positioned, it's gonna hit him in his chest. Exactly. Catch it like a punt. That's right. So I'm going Marcus Williams. I think he has a big one this week. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm looking—I'm looking forward to it. I think this matchup overall is gonna be a lot of fun because um, their offense. Say what you want about their record. I think that this offense is gonna be a bigger test than Detroit. It's gonna be obviously a bigger test than than Seattle. I think mm-hmm. a bigger test than even. I mean, obviously we played we played Cleveland when when Deshaun was, you know, there the whole game. But I think this is one of the biggest tests offensively that we're going to have to deal with this year as a defense. So I think it's going to be a lot of interesting to, or a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, there's going to be this is. 
I think what's different about them is they are going to try and, I think, push the ball more to the edges. But it's tough in a game where it's rainy and windy. Yeah. But you look at them at the defense. I just wanted to highlight this, yeah, this yeah, yeah. chart here. It Can shows, you zoom in on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, there we go. Okay, so you can see at the top, uh, this okay. is separation prevented and targets faced. So on the left here, percentage of targets faced. And then on the bottom here, you're going to have per percentile of separation pre prevented. And I just wanted to point, this is all linebackers. I just wanted to point out the fact. <laughs> first of all, no one gets open on Roquan. And look at Pat Queen, dude. Uh, like, that is I awesome. mean, so you can throw it over the middle. Okay. But there's going to be zero separation if you try and throw it towards our linebacking crew. Love I mean, it. They are so obviously Roquan is in the top. What is that? Ninety eighth percentile when it comes to yeah. not allowing separation, and Pat Queen yeah. is right behind him. Man, they uh, yeah. I mean, well, the Ravens addressed that problem. What's that? Isn't that funny? How like two years ago this was a problem, and they yeah. said well, we'll just get the guy that's the best at it. Yeah, we'll get the guy who's better than everyone. So when people try and say, you know, because remember there was a list out the best linebackers. And the Ravens were not on Fred that Warner list. First. It was Fred, well, they weren't on the list for the best duo. Oh, it geez. was it was it was the Niners number one. Then it had uh, it had the Jets too, which we like. We like yeah, uh, yeah. we like uh, what's our guy C.J. Mosley. We like him. Sure. Him and uh, who's the other guy that plays on there on his team? He's he's been having a crazy year. Uh, oh, here it is. This guy, Fouya Said. Uh, or no, oh, yeah. Quincy, Quincy, Quincy. That's who it is. Quincy yeah, yeah. Williams. Fouya Said is, by the way, a guy that uh, that Roquan Smith named as his top five linebacker. Uh, I never mm -hmm. even heard of the guy until until Roquan brought him up. But I just wanted to point that out. If they do throw over the middle of the field, they better oh. throw throw away from those guys because holy smokes, they are Ooh, something special. Fuck. That is awesome. Cool but yeah, that, uh, shout out to Laney baby, Ryan Laney himself, uh, who, yeah, I'm about to probably be talking to in a little bit. Shout out Laney, my guy. But yeah, we're, we are in perfect position after with the, with the Bronco. I mean, sorry, the Steelers did this, yep. this past Thursday. Big time. Huge, huge last weekend for us during the Ravens bye week, set the Ravens up where they control their own destiny. Now I will say this. As tough as the schedule is to end the year, does this game become a must-win when you look at what's on the horizon for the Ravens? Don't they kind of have to win this one? You know, it's funny. I I mean, I feel like they have to. I would have said it's more of a must-win if the Steelers didn't turn into absolute garbage in you know over the past 14 days because now I feel like that game against the Steelers is a gimme, even though it's still the Steelers, and historically that just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um but yes to keep up pace with these cupcake schedules that the nfl has gifted to the miami dolphins and not so much the dolphins as much certainly the the uh, chiefs which mm -hmm. we wouldn't expect anything less right like that's just kind of how it goes that's right um so yeah i uh I, I agree i think this is a must win the ravens need this one to keep pace if the goal is the number one seed i mean if that's what it is mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah need it need it need it yes sir Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and do you uh do you agree like with the uh the the prognostic like do you still look at the Ravens as being the number one or the the most likely to achieve the number one seed? So difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Um I I as objective as I possibly can be. Man, it's hard to put your faith in the Chiefs, though, because they just dropped one of the Packers. 
They've had some bad losses this year. Yeah, and Kelsey looked old. And they don't have nobody outside of him. No oh, one. And and Pacheco's hurt now. I know. I know. Oh, dude. We don't even get to get into what happened to your fantasy team last night, dude. We're not going to do it. It's all right. I'm still going to find a way to win. I love it's it. Right. But, love uh, it. no, I mean, it's – uh Oh, geez, it whiz. I, I think that the Ravens have the best chance because I believe objectively the Ravens have the best team of That's those. True. You know what I mean? Outside, like, mm -hmm. forget the matchups. They have the best team. Mm -hmm. So I'll take the Ravens still. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, we got to get into our, our competition, our over-under competition, which, of course, is brought to you every week by BetUS, uh, who are the OG in sports gambling. They're... Whether you want season long, you want daily, you want prop bets, you want player bets, anything you could want, any sport you could absolutely imagine, BetUS has bets on there. And they and look, it's just 10 bucks. You'll get your match if you use promo code 410 of 125%. Just a couple bucks. 10 bucks. And and make the, the game that may be meaningless means so much more. Bring your whole family and make it more entertaining. Mm -hmm. Always gamble responsibly, of course, but make sure – when you do sign up, they use promo code 410. I mean, it's that easy to get free money up to $2,500. Uh, so so why not do it, Jimbo? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a way for you guys to support us. So it's a win, 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 win mm -hmm. scenario. Um, before we get into the competition really quickly, though, I do want to get to um, Don C's uh, comment. What about Shaq Leonard signing with the Eagles? That was a big move for them. The rich get richer. Do they have a salary cap, DK? The reason I wanted to get this done, C, was not so much about your question, about the fact that DK is not here. Yeah. Because he thinks he's cooler than us, and he's just hanging out in New oh, York man. City with who knows who. Who knows who. Making deals man. out there, selling off the land off the side of Hudson River. Man. You know, he's into that commercial. He's probably hanging out with Trump, dude. Just in the Trump man. Tower doing his thing. Oh, no, don't do him what? like that. Don't right? do him like that. Don't do him like that, dude. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding, but... Yeah, DK's out there. And look, he's going to pay the price when we get to our competition yeah, later. Yeah, he is. In the only way we know how. The most petty way we know how. And that's how we do. But <laughs> as far as Shaq Leonard, I, I think he's not what he used to be. I think we have to stop comparing him to his old self when he was a four-time All-Pro. He just hasn't been that guy. I think if he was anything close to that guy, he'd still be there. But Yeah, because they're mean, a contending team. It's not like they're out of it. And he's not old. Like he's still relatively young. I just think it's a it's a weird thing. I, I I wonder if it's just his body's too beat up, but it doesn't hurt the Eagles because it's no. a really a low risk, you know, and yeah. possibly big reward for them to sign him. So uh, let's just hope. I I I'll, I I don't have nothing against him, but I certainly won't be rooting for him when he when uh, if they see us in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. Uh, so that'll that'll be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, it does sometimes feel like other teams don't have salary caps, and we do. It does, doesn't it? Sometimes, yeah, somehow. Um, all right, let's get into it though, Glenn. Without any further ado, I think the banners are loaded. You gonna run that? I got you, you my dude. I got you. Okay. I got all you. Right, cool. Okay, all right, let's get this out of here. All right, so as you guys know, every week we have our wonderful over under competition, mm -hmm. uh, where you can use uh, use our link. Here we go. Okay, here we go. All right, I said to get get my bearings right with DK not here. There it is. Yeah, There's yeah. the first one. All hey. right, first over under is Ravens first downs. DK sets it at 18 and a half. Last game we had 20. Jimbo, will the Ravens have more or less than 18 and a half first downs? I'm going with over. I think you said it right when breaking on their defense. There's an average defense, and we usually make 
above average defenses look below average. This is an average defense. I don't think they're going to look very well. They're traveling and in the rain, and they're not great. So I'm going over. And also because we're going to be running the rock a lot as well. I don't think it's going to be like big plays down the field. I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Gus. And that right there is why I agree right there, that last part. I don't think yeah. it's a ton of big plays, although it could. Rainy games could end up, you know, they sometimes end up with guys slipping and falling and big yeah. plays. But I agree like you. I think it's you're not going to see a lot of deep passes. So I do think you'll see chain-moving type drives. And for that reason, I say over as well. And it looks like DK agrees. So all three of us agree with over. Second one is Keaton Mitchell's rushing long for the day. He sets it at 25 and a half. Last game, he had a 29-yard run. Jimmy, will he go more or less than 25 and a half? You know, I'm going under here. Part of this is strategic. Um, <clears throat> but the other part is I just think it's going to be Gus, 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 Gus over and over and over again. So it might just be his his pitch count might be more limited than normal. And generally when it is, less opportunities. You know, I mean, we've seen him with one opportunity. You know, he simply breaks it open. But uh, yeah, I'm going under based on um, just a hunch is about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, the odds on on a back going over 25 and a half typically, I think, aren't great. And I think that's Unless right. Why, Keaton Mitchell. But Keaton Mitchell just does it every time. So I'm going to say over. Absolutely over. And I think, the like I mentioned earlier, the fact that an offensive player knows where he's going and defense doesn't yeah. gives him an, uh, a built-in advantage. So I say over, and DK agrees with me. So that's the first area in which Oh, we... look who decided to show up in the chat. Who's that? The old DK. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's good to know that he's uh, alive and well. Coherent. Like see that. Yeah. Yeah. He's still able to team Spell DK. And type and Dang, dude. Come on now. You know this is people's champ. Uh, <laughs> all right. Over under number three. Patrick like Queen plus Kyle Hamilton. TFLs. Tackles for loss. One and a half is where he sets it. Last week, they had three combined. What do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, they're definitely going over. Yeah, definitely going over. Yes, 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 yes. They're going over here. Um, I feel really good about this one. I thought this one was an easy one. Uh, so yeah, going over. Wow, DK says under. I know. I was surprised. Yeah, I say over as well. Although I, you know, I, yeah, that's a tough one though. I because yeah, I could see it going both ways. But I'm going to say over as well because I like how those guys are playing. I think they're playing out of this world. And then the next one, number four, Raven Sacks. Last week they had three. This week he puts it at three and a half. Would they have more or less? Yeah, I'm going with uh, under because I'm going at I'm going I'm saying they're getting three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just, I agree. Just three. I the, the, I know what DK was trying to do there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. You know, he's trying to yep. set the trap. But and I, I, I like I like I think this could be where he gets the win if he gets it. But I am agreeing. I think they only get to three. Yeah. Because Stafford has a good, uh, typically, a, he can get that ball out kind of quick, especially as he's gotten older and gotten hit more. He doesn't like that. Yeah. And uh, so I think he will get the ball out quick. So I say under as well. All right, now we have our total score over under, the first of the tiebreakers. Yeah. 39 and a half, he puts the over under, Jimbo, which has definitely got to reflect the weather. That's such a low total. So what do you think, Jimbo? Over under? Yeah, I'm I'm going. I'm just double checking my math here. Make sure I'm not. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going over here. Did you just pull uh, up the calculator for that I, math? I just double checked. Just double because I did it in my head, but I had to be uh, sure. Pierney, are you in the chat? Well, I already did it in my head. I just had to be sure. Okay, that's about it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm going over 43. I know that the unders have been hitting all over the place this year. Like betting folks are just making tons of money on the unders this year in football. Uh, but I'm going with the over 
Uh, I think the Ravens win 27-16, which puts me at 43 points. Wow. Okay. I say under. I think just a barely. I think it's 21-17. It <laughs> puts me at 38 points. If my math, I didn't pull up a calculator for crying out loud, but I think my math is correct. 38 points. 21-17, Ravens win. DK agrees with you. He says over. Mm-hmm. And here's how we get back at DK. We're yep. missing the show. Our second tiebreaker, total yards for the Ravens. It's closest to the pin competition. I'm going to say they get 315 total yards. Okay. DK guesses 361 total yards. Jimbo, what do you say? 362. <laughs> and that is where it stops for you, DK. That's right. Your you window is closed. Just window closed. That's right. I'm going to go out and gallivant, dude. This is what you get. I like that. DK goes, you know he's my friend, right? <laughs> that's right, Lisa Ann. Let him know. Oh, Let him that's know, hilarious. Dude. Let him know. But, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to participate, we encourage yeah. everyone to do so. Yes. All you have to do is send us your answers to the over-under and closest to the pin competitions to one of the mes- to one of the social media handles you see above my head. You, you can do that. Swag. Yeah, in a private message. You could do it after this live session is over in the comments section. We will announce this week's winner on our Tuesday post-game show. Uh, and at that point, you'll have the opportunity to send us your address and shirt size, and you'll get a free bit of swag in the mail That's right before, right. right before, I think it might make it right before Christmas. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, this is a this is a big, big opportunity for the Ravens to take on a team that while hot is traveling across the entire country from warm, beautiful LA to cold, windy, and rainy Baltimore. I just can't imagine that that's good for them and not good for uh, never a fun. It's never there's never been a situation where it's a fun flight back, especially the one o'clock. Like you know, you travel a lot more than me. How big is that one o'clock versus yeah, yeah. four o'clock? That's huge. As I'm saying, that's why I'm surprised they didn't make this a 425 game. This is a big deal for them because you you cannot physically make up those three hours. Mm-hmm. So what are you losing those three hours in? You're either losing it in prep time. You're losing it in sleep time. You're lo- losing it in your routine. Something. They're gone. Traveling east to west is hard because, boom, like that, those hours are gone. So even if they get in when? Today's Friday. You th- I mean, when do you think they get in? You think they get in, I think they they get get in tomorrow. tomorrow? Yeah, I think they get in Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, even if they – I mean, because the thing is, if they left – at like 5 a.m., right? There it's it's you know it's a it's a five hour flight plus three hours. So the earliest they're gonna get in is early afternoon, most mm-hmm. likely tomorrow night. And they're gonna be up late because for them it's gonna be seven when it's gonna be ten, and it's a mess. And so, it's kind of like playing at 10 a.m., right? For them. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Um playing at 10 a.m. for them. But it's not if that, that if it were just that, I wouldn't see it as an issue, but it's it's the losing. Yeah. The, those hours, man, is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ravens have an opportunity to really take a hold of the AFC North, especially. Yeah. And, and further their grip on the AFC. Let's not squander and, it, Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's certainly come out, come off the bye week. I want to, I don't want to see them coming off the bye week with uh, a bunch of rust. You know what I mean? Like, like, like let's come off looking like we Sharp. enjoyed the bye week and needed it, not that we, uh, you know, came off of it worse for wear. Like, I, that, that's the only thing that has me a little concerned. There's some rust early on, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to play catch up in a game where it's mm-hmm. raining and windy, and then you can end up throwing the ball to the other team or the ball gets put on the ground. 
It's just too many, too many issues when and, you're having to play catch up. And this Glenn is exactly why I never stop at aid stations. I just run right, right through them and grab right. stuff like a savage because I'm too scared. If I stop, it's mm -hmm. over. My body's like, no, nope. like, oh, we're done. Yep, no more. So yeah, you're right. It's always a fear, always. Yeah. And so I, I, I agree with you. I hope they, they come in hot, warm, sharp, ready to go. Like they don't miss a beat. But look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be here right after the game. Make sure you join us. And like Glenn said, participate in the in the competition. It's certainly heating up here internally, and you guys can as well. Uh, but be here with us right after the game. We'll be here. Make sure you turn your notifications so you know when we go live. That's mm -hmm. it for us tonight. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. Ah! Ah! Ah!